VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome back to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. It has been a while since we have been with you. We hope that everybody is safe and healthy and adhering to the social distancing rules. Uh, we have as well. We know that this would have been spring game week, uh, and we're, we're disappointed that it's not happening. But in order to get football back in the fall, uh, we have to take the necessary precautions uh, for this to uh, run its course and and hopefully everything goes back to close as close to normal as possible, as soon as possible. Uh, so today we're going to talk uh, with Matt Weaver from Peaks.com. We'll have TJ Inman on as well. Uh, we're going to give you a recruiting update. IU has had four commits here in the last uh, in the first two weeks here of of uh, April. And uh, we'll talk about that. Madison Norris has hit the transfer portal. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And uh, we'll get to talking some football, which should be a, a nice reprieve uh, for some people. Right now we're talking to TJ Inman. TJ, I hope everything's good with you. It's been a while. How's it going? Yeah, pleasure to, pleasure to be talking to you. Uh, it's good to, good to talk to somebody. Um, you know, I just I hope everybody out there, all of our listeners, are uh, doing well and um, you know taking care of yourself mentally and physically. Uh, it's important in this time to you know if you're having a hard time mentally um, with the isolation that people are experiencing right now, uh, please take care of yourself. It's not something to be taken lightly. So um, just wanted to get that in there, and now we will move on with providing a hopefully a diversion for a short period of time uh like you said sammy it's good to be talking about something uh as inconsequential but also as as fun and meaningful to us as this football yeah and uh another thing tj is i want to do is uh, maybe start a, a happy hour weekly you know call it a tailgate if you want to a virtual hangout uh where you know i i Isolation can be hard, and social isolation can be hard. So if there are enough people and we could get on Zoom or another platform and, you know, talk about football, talk about life and all that stuff and, and make somebody's day, uh, I'm I'm happy and open to do that. I know I'm going to try and do that on Friday uh, for the spring game uh, with our group, TJ, if it's possible. Uh, but we'll see. But, yeah. It's been a uh, interesting month of April for Indiana football. They've gotten uh, four new recruits, uh, new commitments, and uh, one in Cooper Jones, uh, Larry Smith, Aaron Steinfeld, and uh, Vinny Fiacable have all committed since April 2nd. Indiana's class is now at five. Um, it's, it's 37th nationally, 11th in the Big Ten with an average uh, star rating according to 247 Sports of 0.8351, uh, which was slightly below uh, last year's average. But, again, it is only five uh, five recruits. So what what is your opinion on Indiana's class so far? 
I mean, I think it's a really good start. Uh, and this was important because, um, you know, it, there were so many staff, I don't want to say defections, but um, changes is a good word for it. Uh, staff changes throughout the, you know, first couple months of the off season. Um, and guys were hired to replace those positions either from within, uh, in the, the case of Nick Sheridan, or uh, Indiana, you know, went externally to find guys like Coach Peoples uh, and Coach Aaron Wellman from the New York Giants. And it was, I think, important to get off to a good start in this class just to kind of calm some um, uneasiness, if you will, about, uh, you know, where things might be momentum-wise with the program after getting to a bowl game and, uh, you know, having such a good season. There was a, a bit of a concern, I think, amongst the fan base, understandably so, that, uh, you know, that was our shot and now things might fall apart. But I think this has served as a really good reminder that, one, uh, the guy at the top, he's still there. Tom Allen is still there, still running things, and, you know, players and the fans need to still believe in this program, and players clearly do. Uh, things are still moving in the right direction. And number two, the guys that Tom Allen has hired, they appear to know what they're doing too uh, because, you know, I thought it was very important that a couple of these commitments have mentioned Coach Wellman uh, and his connection to the NFL is one of the reasons why they decided to, you know, to sign on, not sign on, but to, to pledge their uh, commitment to the program. Um, so I think that was very important from a, from a player perspective. Uh, it was key to get in-state guys, but more importantly, key to get them at a major position of need uh, in a position that's really hard to recruit, and that is, you know, high-profile defensive ends. Uh, getting the first two commitments that come in the form of uh, two really strong commitments from defensive linemen, uh, Rodney McGraw, certainly a raw uh, defensive end prospect that's just very athletic, uh, incredibly high ceiling with him. And then Cooper Jones, also very athletic, a basketball player in addition to a football player at Valparaiso High School, an area that Indiana doesn't tend to get a lot of guys from. Uh, but to go get him uh, and take both of those guys who had legitimate offers from high-end national programs, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, you know, Purdue. Uh, I'm not going to call them a high-end program, but a, a program I use competing with for sure. Uh, to get those commitments from those programs, uh, from Cooper Jones and Rodney McGraw, that was huge, and it was a major statement of intent that this thing is not going to fall off and fade away, uh, that what we saw last year is going to be continuing, and to do it in a position of need like that was great. Uh, Aaron Steinfeld, local local kid that felt like of the in-state prospects, he was the most likely to join on, uh, solid tight end, and then uh, the offensive lineman from Fort Wayne, Bishop Dwanger, uh, Vinny Fiacobble, um he... His recruiting ranking, and I'm not going to profess to know much about him as a player uh, other than his size, his intangibles, you know, the, the size looks good, the intangibles in terms of his his family connections to Indiana, uh, that's always nice. And then it, you know, the recruiting analysts are saying that he is going to expect, uh, and they expect him to have a nice bump up in the rankings because of his play uh, at the end of last season. Um and then Larry Smith, anytime you can get an athletic 
kid from Florida, uh, defensive back. That's a plus for me. And Larry Smith is a guy that uh, had a four-star ranking uh, in a couple of the services, and, and it's probably going to have another bump up when 247 releases their next um, their next release. And, and, again, good offers on the table for him that IU gets him from, and he's a, another tough position to recruit to, defensive back. So, especially on the defensive side of the ball, a tremendous start to the class. Yeah, and now we bring in Matt Weaver from Peegs, uh, who's getting a, a hopefully a rest from his uh, his kids a little bit. Uh, Matt, how is uh, how is the school of the Weavers over doing? Uh, it's going okay. Uh, they were on spring break last week, and um, today they it was uh, they call it Monday Fun Day. They don't really have to do anything. So tomorrow they'll uh, they'll be back to e learning, and um, hopefully it's gone it's gone well so far. Um, but uh, I. I Appreciate their teachers uh, greatly after being home with them. <laughs> yeah, um, they are. Uh, I know uh, several teachers. They're they're working very hard to uh, this kiddos uh, educated and and uh, entertained at home and and give their parents some time to work as well. But Matt, uh, we're here talking about uh, Indiana football. A big, uh, big two weeks recruiting wise. Uh, was this, you know, it, it's that time where if it was normal, the, the spring game is coming up, and and uh, how, how do you think IU has adjusted in this social distancing type of recruiting that they got four four players or four commitments in the last two weeks, uh, and a lot of them are, are quality guys to come in and, and, and go to a need position. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think they would have had a great shot with a lot of these guys whenever they did, did decide under normal conditions. I think obviously what's going on has probably sped up the decision-making process for um, for a lot of players, um, just because there's there's just obviously so much unknown, um, and you know you just don't know when you're going to get to go back, go visit or get you know things are going to be back to kind of the way they were, and and you know when that happens, are there still going to be spots available for you? I mean. You know, I think they would have got an Aaron Steinfeld. He moved his decision up, I think, a little bit, um, you know, because of what's going on, and and you know, um, you know, some other guys following like Cooper Jones, another guy that was kind of like that. Although, um, you know, I thought they were on the outside looking in with him, and it turned out they were obviously in great shape. So, you know, it's uh, it's been it's obviously an interesting time. Um, you know, the commits for Indiana are a little bit uh, earlier than normal in the process, just because Indiana is typically a school that gets started a little bit later than everybody else. Um, and, and when you look at the numbers compared to some programs, they're probably still lagging behind as far as the numbers. But, but then again, it'll be a smaller class, so there's no rush to get 10, 12, 15 commits, you know, by May something or June 1st or whatever because you have uh, you have so few spots and, and plenty of time. But uh, they've done a great job, obviously. I mean, even though they're not allowed to have these guys on campus and nobody's been on campus for, you know, about a month now, um, they've obviously got six legit Power five, Big Ten level recruits, and um, uh, it's obviously off to this. The class is obviously off to a great start. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, the class is sitting at five. It's thirty-seven. Yeah, I should said five. That's that, uh, that my bad. I think I said six. Four and five commits. Yeah, they're sitting at five. They're thirty-seventh nationally. 
Where does IU go from here uh, in the summer, especially with camps uh, on campus uh, canceled? Um, the evaluation period, I think it, it, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, it, it's recruiting that the dead period is extended through the end of May. How is this all affecting the recruiting calendar? Well, um, you know, like it's so unprecedented. It's kind of, I think, you know, kind of time will tell. But obviously for a school like Indiana, you know, um, the month of April is an important time because, you know, basically since spring ball would have started, because this is when you get them on campus. And Indiana's a school that still recruits, and and they always will, but because you don't have tons and tons of winning seasons and, and tons and tons of tradition, all that kind of stuff, you know, personal relationships are so important. I always say this. It's not that they're not important with an Ohio State or a Penn State or some of the bigger programs. It's just that's, that's the number one thing or one of the top things you're selling at, at Indiana, uh, that family feel, uh, you know, the, the, the togetherness, the closeness and all that and, and, and the uh, relationships. And so when you can't get them on campus, that obviously makes it tough to, uh, to sell that aspect. So, um, you know, for them, it's it's obviously a little bit of a, a bummer in that regard. You know, I asked uh, um, uh, Coach Allen this. I think it was when we had him on with uh, with when they introduced Wellman, and I asked if it was you know the one blessing for this year is that it is a smaller class. So, um, you know, while it hurts you, it would be obviously a lot you know more challenging if you had to go out there and sign you know twenty three, twenty four, or even a full class of twenty five. You know, right now on paper, they've got seven more, well, eight now with uh, the departure of uh, Madison Norris to the transfer portal. But still, that's 13 scholarships. Now, it'll be bigger than that, but it's not going to be – it should not be a full class. You know, that would be a lot of attrition, um, you know, between now and signing day. So, um, it, you'll probably get in the teens. So, you know, it's it's the fact that you have these, these uh, challenges as far as – recruiting it's not as big of a deal for Indiana as it would be this year as it would be in a lot of years so it's kind of a silver lining and an otherwise obviously downtime but you know they make the they've made the best of it obviously and and have gotten off to a great start there was uh there was go ahead DJ go ahead DJ question real quick regarding the the strength and conditioning program there was uh a lot of hand-wringing uh over the loss of of Dave Ballou and and Dr. Ray, understandably so because of uh, how well those guys are regarded. Um, You know, from from your standpoint and from kind of what you've heard or who you've talked to, and I know it's difficult to gauge because players haven't really been able to work with this guy, but Aaron Wellman and his kind of the building of his staff and – how big of a deal do you think it was to, to nail that hire? Do you think that they did as much as you can tell? Uh, and do you think that his connections to the NFL um, are going to continue to, to reap major benefits for Indiana? Uh, we already saw, you know, a couple of commitments already have mentioned how big of a deal that was for them uh, in their recruitment. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, I don't want to say it was the most important hire, but it was definitely up there. And it's obviously Tom Allen's only been in Indiana for a few years, but in his time, this was this was one of the bigger hires. I mean, you know, getting Kalen DeBoer a year ago was obviously a big one, and this was a big one too. And I, you know, to me, 
I, I put strength coach right up there with your coordinators as far as importance. And some people might think that's kind of uh, crazy, but you have people have to remember the strength coaches spend far more time with these players than anybody else. They're with them around the clock, uh, basically around the calendar year when they're on campus. These are the guys that they interact with the most. And this is where you develop your, you know, your mindset, your culture and your toughness and all those things. Obviously they're getting bigger and stronger. So this is a big hire. I mean, this is, this is a big deal. And I think he absolutely hit it out of the park. You know, I mean, how they can, how he compares to Dave Blue. I mean, you know, Aaron Wellman was a coach when Dave Blue was a player. I think a lot of things that Dave Blue, you know, you know his beliefs, the way he does things came from learning under guys like Aaron Wellman. Uh, and then that, that, uh, what, three or four years he was in the NFL um, with the Giants is huge. I mean, let's face it, all, these guys all want to play in the NFL. They're not all going to, but they go into college with the mindset that that's what they're going to do. And so you have a guy who's worked with an Odell Beckham Jr. or Brandon Marshall or, uh, you know, uh, Sterling Shepard, all these guys, and just not those guys, those are the guys that were on Twitter tweeting about him, but just all the guys that have been in the NFL. It's, a huge deal and um you know Aaron, or excuse me cooper jones straight up told me that aaron woman was one of the biggest reasons why he committed i mean tom allen was number one and aaron woman was number two and he hasn't even met him so that tells you the impact he's had i talked to uh, joe strickland the other day uh the 2022 defensive end who's i think the highest rated one of the highest rated guys in the state of indiana in that class and he said that aaron woman yeah. was an absolute home run hire for indiana he was very impressed so it's already, even though they haven't had a chance to get around him, and I, I, you know, I do Aaron a long time ago when I was the manager. He's a great guy. I'm, obviously, that's not changed. I think when they get around him and get to know him personally, they're going to be even more impressed. But it's already obviously made a huge impact, even though he's had obviously limited to no, uh, you know, contact. Well, they have no contact with any recruits and limited communication with them, and they already, he's already made, you know, obviously uh, a huge, huge impact that, uh, so far. Matt, uh, looking forward, are there uh, who's are you focusing in on now? Any offensive side? This has been a, a very defense-heavy class uh, early on. Any offensive guys that the that IU is is looking at um, to kind of pull the trigger soon? Well, uh, as far as guys you could pull the trigger soon, you know, I mean, it's it, it's hard to say, um, and it was, it's always kind of hard to say with guys unless they come out and do. You know, some guys will say, you know, my birthday is on May 1st, so I'm going to decide on May 1st, or my mom's birthday is on a date, you know. Uh, but um, but now, even with, with everything that's going on, I mean, like I said, some guys push their decision up. Um, I think you might see more of that. As far as offensive guys, um, you know, Donovan McCauley, the quarterback from Lawrence North and Indy, four-star, number three-rated prospect in the state of Indiana. He just released his top five, and Indiana was in it. Um, you know, he's obviously would be a big time get, you know, six uh, five athletic guy with a big arm, you know, a little bit raw, but just tons of just oozing potential, real high upside. Um, and Indiana's done a great job. I mean, Steve Wolfong, who's, uh, you know, our, one of our recruiting guys and just does a, fa- a phenomenal job for two, four, seven. You know, he, he thinks that Donovan's leaning Indiana right now. Does that mean they'll get him? You know, we'll see, but they've obviously put themselves right there in the driver's seat or right up there at the top for him. Uh, you know, other offensive guys, Joshua Sales from Brownsburg, offensive lineman. Um, you know, I think the departure of Blue was a little bit of a, uh, a, a hit for Indiana, but I think that they've kind of come back a little bit. I um, mean, you know, I know Purdue's strong with them. Obviously, Brownsburg is you know, just down the road there from uh, from Lafayette, and, and I think one of his teammates, yeah, Preston Terrell's committed there. So, 
Uh, you know, they're in good shape, but Indiana put themselves in good position there. And other guys in state, um, you know, not can't really think of anybody else offensively. Um, and then, you know, when you start thinking about receivers and, and uh, guys like that, you'll probably see them. You know, there's been quite a few offers uh, down south. Uh, Florida, yeah. uh, Georgia, those kind of places. I mean, you know, and they'll continue. I mean, I was just looking before I came on. I was listening to you guys talk, and I mean, of the top 12 guys, Indiana's obviously got four of them, and they've got a great shot with McCauley, with Kyron Montgomery, um, uh, Joshua Sales, and Austin Booker. I mean, you know, you could come out with, um, or excuse me, three of the top 12. You could come out with seven of the top 12 guys, and I think Vinny Fiacable, would he – gets his ranking from 247, which is supposed to be updated this week. You know, he might slide. I don't know if he'll be in the top 10, but I think he'll probably slide safely into the top dozen or so or top 15, um, you know. Uh, so it's they're doing a great job. doesn't mean they're going to get all these guys, but, you know, I, I, I didn't think they were they were going to get Rodney McGraw and Cooper Jones, and those were their first two commits. So, um, you know, so they, they, uh, they did a great job there, and, and uh, I think – the success, you know, everybody asked if it was going to pay off in recruiting for 2020. I kind of said probably more like 21 and 22, and you know, um, it looks like it's it's that is paying off uh, the, the the eight win season and, and all the momentum they had on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. Speaking of, of uh, this year's class, uh, they and I say this year's and the upcoming year's team um, added Jovan Swan. Uh, at grad transfer, and they're still looking for uh, at least one more player that can provide veteran offensive line help, uh, as well as possibly a running back. Uh, is it still, you know, if they can get the right two guys, uh, that they take two more and, and uh, to be additions for this coming fall? I know that there's a new offer to an offensive lineman from Wofford. Uh, they're looking for guys that can, what, help at tackle but primarily play guard. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, TJ, I think, um, you know, if you got a guy who was, I mean, I know when they were recruiting uh, Deborah Hamilton, the O tackle from, from Stanford who ended up going to Duke, um, if they got him, they were going to give him a shot to, to play tackle. And if he, they felt like he was the best option for the, for this upcoming year, and they and don't get me wrong, they love Matthew Bedford, but they were going to kick Matthew Bedford inside for a season. You know, that's at least they were going to consider it. I shouldn't say it was a done deal, but that was something that was at least being discussed. Um, but Deborah right. Hamilton obviously ended up going to, to Duke, and uh, but you know, ideally, you, know, you get a guy who can come in. I mean, it looks, it looks like four fifths of the O line is you want to say set in stone, but you feel like you, know, you can make a pretty good prediction that it's going to be the tackles of Caleb Jones and Matthew Bedford, and uh, it looks like Harry Kreider is going to play center this year, and then Dylan Pallett left guard. So you you got right guard that's still kind of up in the air. I mean, Mackenzie Nord is an older guy, but you know, has never really established himself there. He's played some, struggled in the bowl game against Tennessee when he got a shot to start. Michael Kadick's a young guy who they really like, but if you could get a veteran guy for one year to kind of just give Michael Kadick another year to kind of come along and, you know, get his feet wet without throwing him into the fire, that would be great. And then if that guy could also give you depth to tackle, because that's, that's really what, something they're looking for. After Aiden Rafferty, you know, there's just not a lot. And he has obviously hasn't played a ton, but after him there's not a lot of, you know, uh, you know, depth to tackle right now, at least that they're that they feel comfortable with playing this year. Um, Luke, you know, Wigington's a freshman. Luke Haggard, uh, they like to redshirt him and not have to use him. The JUCO transfer. So, uh, Khalil Benson, another freshman, the young guy, you probably like to redshirt and and get some seasoning before you throw him out there. So, 
Uh, if they can get, get a guy like Josh Berger, I talked to him, and, and you know, it sounds like they got a great shot. Um, K.J. Wilson out of Hampton, the guy who played tackle, but, you know, you might be able to kick him inside. Or if he comes in and you feel better about kicking Matthew Bedford inside for a season, then you could do that. But I think definitely – I think two more guys is, is very realistic. Um, I've communicated with Chase Hayden, the running back – grad transfer running back from Arkansas, and – he told me, you know, this was about a week, week and a half ago, that he communicates with Indiana on a daily basis. So, you know, if you communicate with a guy on a daily basis, then you really like him. Um, so I think he's in Rashad White, Juco, running back. I did a story on uh, he's from out in California. He's from uh, the Kansas City area, but Juco out in California. So I think ideally if they could add uh, a running back and an old lineman, um, then I think they'll definitely do it. I mean, I don't think you're going to reach for a guy, but – you know, uh, with a grad transfer, you know, even if it doesn't work out, it's a one-year deal. It doesn't really kill you scholarship-wise, and um, at least you, you have a guy to give you some depth. All right, Matt, before we get you out of here, um, it's an impossible question to answer. Uh, what are your, your feelings on, this, uh, on the season? Uh, you know, I asked Coach Allen this a couple weeks ago was, how much time does he need to get his team ready to go out and complete a 12-game schedule? He said they needed June and July uh, to get guys back on campus. But, you know, where do you see this season go? Like, where do you see this season going? Do you have a gut feeling on if they're going to, if they're going to play, are they going to delay it? Um, I know it's a it's a tough question to answer uh, without all the facts and all that stuff, but what's your gut feeling on the situation right now? Well, you know, my thing is, is um, you know, obviously you hear some people and there's some things that, that can be discouraging about how long it'll last. And, you know, people back in March were saying a year to 18 months that because that's how long, I, you know, I'm not a medical person, but I guess that's about the process for a vaccine. And some people are saying it may be, before we have that, before things can get back to a relatively, you know, what we're used to type of lifestyle, you know, I, I just, I'm going to try to stay optimistic. Um, you know, my get, you know, hopefully worst case scenario is it, it's delayed. I mean, obviously the, you know, worst case scenario would be that it's canceled or, or, or postponed. So I don't know, they are seeing people talk about maybe going doing spring of next year or January. I, some weird ideas. I don't know how legit they are, but, you know, I, for now, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna really hope for the best. Um, you know, and and because really there's nothing we, we can't control it. Um, just try to everybody try to stay safe and healthy. Do your part. Um, you know, don't try to slow down the spread of this uh, obviously this awful disease. And and hopefully we can get it uh, stopped. And and I don't know if it'll ever go away for good, but hopefully we get it to a point where. You know, it's like it's like the flu, where it's just one of those things we get used to, but it's not as big of a deal. Um, you know, it'd be nice if we could just eradicate it completely. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just I'll keep praying that we have football because um, you know it's been rough. I mean, obviously sports is a big part of our uh, our fabric as a country, and 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 not just us, the world. There's other sports being affected, and, and uh, you know it's tough, but. Most important thing is getting everybody safe. You know, try to get the uh, the curve down. Um, hopefully, people, uh, you know, the 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 deaths really slow down because that's been depressing. It's been tough. You know, uh, Buddy Baker, who's been in the news, he's a friend of mine. He lost his parents six minutes apart a couple weeks ago, which is just heartbreaking. And so, 
That's the most important thing to me. Let's get everybody safe and healthy, and then we'll try to figure out the sports part. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I have, I have hope, but until they tell me we're not playing, I'm, I'm going with the mindset that we're going to be playing football starting whatever the first game is, September or whatever that date is against Wisconsin. Me and, me and uh, Sammy will be road tripping to Madison. <laughs> hopefully. That would be nice. Um, anyway, Matt, thanks for joining us. Uh, TJ, any final questions? No, no, I agree with uh, concur with Matt's thoughts there. I want to thank him for uh, hopping on. Uh, him and uh, Mike Pegram did a, a little Zoom session uh, that's up on uh, up on Peaks dot com. I you know would suggest everybody uh, you've got a lot of extra time on your hands likely, so uh, hop on to Peaks, get yourself a membership there, and uh, look at that Zoom uh, Zoom thing that they did. It appears that that's something that. Uh, Matt, you and Peaks and Rob Johns and Brian Snow even uh, are going to be doing more of that type of thing here moving forward because uh, what the hell else are we going to do? Yeah, I would just say uh, yeah, pull up on TJ. Don't don't uh, don't 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 look at the video. Just listen to it because um, you don't want to see my <laughs> head. I've got a head. I've got a head for radio. So just listen to it. Uh, hopefully, I, I I don't sound too bad. And uh, but you know, try not to look because it might keep you up at night. <laughs> All right, thanks, Matt, for joining us. Um, final thoughts for me, uh, TJ. You know, it's it stinks that um, that Madison Norris just it, it couldn't work out. He had a, a lot of potential uh, with his speed and, and athleticism and things like that. But hopefully, he finds a home uh, where he can find the field and be successful in what he does. Uh, and then also. You know, bringing in Javon Swan, who's, you know, kind of a swing guy uh, on the defensive line, will primarily play three technique. But if there's a package where you could get, um, you know, a few more defensive ends on on the field, uh, he he can yeah. do that as well. So, I, you know, that, that was kind of a an announcement that went under the radar with all these this news um, about COVID-19 coming out. Uh, but, you know, in the end, there's been some gains and there's been some losses uh, in, in terms of the transfer portal. And, and right now it's, you know, you got two guys coming in over from Stanford uh, who will make the trenches, should make the trenches that much, much bigger. Uh, you know, you, you lose Nathaniel Snyder to, I think it's uh, University of Louisiana, um, Raging Cajuns down there. And, and you know, one of Tom Allen's goals last year was to keep his kickoff guys fresh. Now, Schneider, Jared Smoller was, I thought, had a better season than, than Nathaniel Schneider, but he was still a, a regular guy on that team uh, and, and going forward. So we'll see how that, that plays out on special teams as well. And, you know, it, it's we're proceeding as business as usual, uh, TJ. If, if people want um, – you know, some fun stories and interacting. We did the bracket and things like that. And, you know, there's so many things that uh, we could do as a group to help people get their minds off of, you know, isolation after day of isolation. Uh, So, you know, I I encourage people to, you know, send us a text or send us a tweet uh, or a message on Facebook, say, Hey, we'd love if you guys did this and, you know, we'll be happy to do it. So, uh, hopefully everybody is staying healthy. 
following uh, following the rules because if we don't follow the rules set in place for people's safety, none of this is going to come back uh, to be normal life. And we really want uh, a college football season just just to give something somebody else uh, something else to talk about. So. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us, TJ. Hopefully, you, Amy, and the kids uh, stay healthy, and every all of our listeners. Uh, hopefully, you and your family are staying healthy as well. And that'll do it for today's podcast. And you know, soon we'll come up and, and preview the season uh, as if it was starting on time, and we'll talk about the the Pac-12 and the SEC and ACC and all the Group of Five teams and and guys like that. So. We can't wait to get um, we can't wait to get started. Absolutely, yeah. I, I you know, I, I think that it's something that uh, we perhaps, hopefully, we never took it for granted. But um, you know, just the the simple pleasures of turning on a you know a random NBA game or a, a you know, a random college football game on a Tuesday night or something, uh, you know, we we would, um, you know, give our left arm for something like that right now. So, uh, and of course, oh, yeah. that's what sports is. It's a distraction. It's a diversion. Um, it's a, a passion of ours and uh, of many of our listeners and Indiana football in particular. And we, we want to have that back. And, and the best way to, to get that back and uh, to, to keep people safe and to, uh, as you said, you know, flatten that curve and, and most importantly of all, uh, help our healthcare workers and, uh, you know, help, help the vulnerable population that, um, which is all of us, by the way, uh, all of us are vulnerable to this in one form or another, um, whether it's, it's ourselves or, or our parents or our grandparents, uh, you know, make sure that we seem um, to get past this and, uh, the best way to do that is to follow those orders and uh, do what you can to, to stay home and uh, all that so we can get back to whatever our new normal is going to be uh, as soon as possible. So I, I just thanks to everybody who's doing that already. And uh, to any healthcare workers that we have listening, thank you very much for your uh, heroism and um, keep that up. We're thinking of you. Yeah, healthcare workers, grocery store workers who are, uh, putting themselves at risk to keep us uh, keep food on our tables as well. Uh, delivery drivers. I know I've been delivering DoorDash uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, the restaurant people as well, preparing food. Uh, essential workers. You guys uh, are, are making the world go around uh, still. So thank you for everything that you've done. Well, that does it for tonight's show. Uh, if you have any questions or want to talk Indiana football, we're more than happy to, to engage. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, throw us a Facebook message on our group on, on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, email us at the Hoosier huddle at gmail.com. We're happy to take questions and answer them and, and get into a discussion. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully this provided a, a little bit of a respite uh, from from isolation and things like that and gives you about 40 minutes of, of sports talk. So enjoy the rest of your Monday, and hopefully we'll be back soon with more Indiana football news and football college football news from around the country.
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.